Hello once again, weary traveler, and welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast that just gives you that... <sighs> Although I don't really think we can call you a traveler anymore. You're more like a an intern at this point, uh, an, an honorary dungeoneer, if you will. Uh, you've listened this far, so I think it's only fair to extend you an offer at this point. Anyways, I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master. I run this nerdy game, and I'm joined in the office today by my friends and co-hosts. We have Nate over here, who finally took a break from playing Crusader Kings 3 to join us. I'm pretty sure I just put in 20 hours in one week. It's so good. It's so good. I think you have a problem. I think we may need to take care of that. You're right. Another 10 hours will solve this. You're, You're a little obsessed with it. Anyway, speaking of being unhealthily obsessed, we're going to go on the other end of the spectrum, and we're going to visit Daniel, whose love of D&D has caused him to transcend into a D20. Like, literally, he's a 20-sided die, and I'm a little scared now. Clickety, clackety, here comes the attackity. Rolly, <laughs> rolly, 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 rolly. Oh, God. We also have Janelle over here, who's just <laughs> silently judging Daniel <laughs> along with the rest of us, I think. Silent judge. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're <laughs> so good at being silent. Here comes the jackety. What? I stole that from the internet. And I said it wrong. This is what happens when you're in icosahedron. Yep. Oh, we also have AJ over here who's in the process of grooming his hair. Um, AJ, told you to stop that, man. This is a this is an audio format. You don't need to look pretty, although I appreciate the work you're putting into it. It's just, you know, the chest hair just gets so knotted. I just gotta, you know? AJ over here, the manliest man of them all. Yeah. (laughs) And finally, we have Joel over here as well, who is literally funneling energy into me tonight because I've been so exhausted worrying about whose character is going to die tonight. (laughs) Kill Daniel, kill Daniel, kill Daniel. No, no, don't do it, don't do it. Don't do it. Come on. It'll probably be me. I mean, <laughs> I've already got one. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what, what, do you guys, what are you guys thinking? It's just been a little bit. Um, you guys are about to jump into a fight, and you haven't rested yet. And I've mentioned your first level, so very squishy. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited that we start our own fight, and now we're fighting again. Yeah, we start our own fight. Gunner! Gunner. I guess you just just run and leave Gunner behind. Guys, let's not point fingers. Mm -hmm. I'm sure whoever's responsible is very sorry. But Mm -hmm. fortunately, I don't have to think about that. I think whoever started it should offer their body as a shield after they used my body as a shield last fight. Ico Brahedron. Brah. Brah. I just thought of that. <laughs> he just ignored everything. <laughs> so wait, so Josh, if we get killed, we get kicked off the podcast, right? Yes, you're not. Al- We've established okay. this before. I think it was episode one. If you die in the podcast, you die in real life. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. Three, guys, two, guys, one. Alpha strike. If you die, I have all of your addresses and I will be there with a kitchen knife. Daniel. Oh, Daniel, wow. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Wait, Daniel. where do I live, though? <laughs> I, I need to know this stuff because I always forget where I live. 
6969 Cool Street. Haha, I need a new nice. kitchen knife though, so I, actually that would be appreciated. Well, that's good because it's, it's a gift for you. Oh, wow, thank you. Oh my gosh, how nice. It comes with a demonstration. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill your wife. <laughs> oh, God. Awkward, <laughs> but all right. That's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what the heck? I, I think you're going to die tonight, so. Yeah, um, I mean, that's fair. I got six HP and a lady with a knife brandished coming at me. So the chances are not looking l- looking very good for me. All right, well, I'm getting goosebumps. I just want to jump right into this because I'm not going to lie. This is actually a hard fight, and I'm surprised. Well, yes, tried to take a short rest, but then you immediately forgot it. So this is going to be interesting. So Yay. quick recap of what happened last week. Uh, last week, you guys got the chance to speak with Rebecca, the wife of Rolf the Missing Farmer and former wife of Richard the Guard. After getting over her suspicions of these strangers who showed up at her door, she revealed that she is now concerned about the supposed disappearance of her husband. And she has given you a lead to follow, requesting that you go to the town guard to help search the fields, because that is probably the only remaining place that you're going to be able to find her husband. Before you had the chance to get too far back towards the town, you encountered the serving girl from the tavern again. She had been tailing you, you kept catching her, and she kept being really awkward about it. And then the moment Jasper stepped forward and tried to charm her with a charm spell, suddenly she turned into a monster and leapt at you, brandishing a kitchen knife. So we're just going to jump right into this and see how it goes. So why don't you guys roll for initiative? Oh, man. Here we go again. AJ, I put a bunch of cows on the map for you. Yes! Okay, that's what that is. Oh, gosh, yeah, I'm really going to go down. Moo cows. (laughs) I I feel like this is a targeted attack here. We all know certain parties have weaknesses to cows. Yeah. Oh, no. Rip. <laughs> I have no chance anymore. There was a slight chance with just the lady with the knife, but now that there's cows, I don't think I'm going to make it. No, though, the cows will go first. Do the first blood. First blood. Then the light knife with the lady, you know, gets to continue. It's a war on two fronts. I got an 11. Got a lot of 11s. Like two I of them. I got an 11 Ooh. missing a number. Wow, 11. Ele- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> if you get an 11, remove a number. That's what I got. But wait, which one? Doesn't uh, matter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm feeling classy today. I'll let you pick the number that was removed. <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh. We're all going to die. All right. So at the top of the round, we have the serving girl, who, as I described last episode, is literally like her veins have turned black and are pushing up like tendrils under her skin. And she is roaring in both anguish and fury. But when you look into her eyes, her eyes just show pure terror. It's not matching with what's going on. So at the beginning of her turn, she is going to start diving towards Vez. And as she does this, Vez, you see she starts to like steam as these veins like press against her skin and her muscles actually begin to bulge and they seem to be growing and she is going to 
heal five hit points. And since she's already at full, those five hit points are going to become five temporary hit points due to her Ooh. overdrive healing ability. Okay. So she is literally steaming right now. Like there's steam coming off of her and she lunges at you with a roar and a frightened look and tries to stab you with this knife. That's going to be a 16 to hit you. I'm going to die. Yeah, I'm going to die. <laughs> All right, that's going to be six piercing damage. Woo-woo, and I'm down. <laughs> oh, no. She stabs oh, you right in the side. Rip, and <laughs> so Vez is like staring. She's very shocked at this transformation, and then she's not there anymore. She's on the ground. Thank you, Gunner, because if you we had if I had not gotten punched in the face, I would be oh at one God. health point right now. Blame game. Oh, it's okay. totally Jeez. Gunner. No one else started this fight. I agree. Man, that's a lot of resentment. Poor Gunner. Well, she doesn't say anything. She's unconscious on the ground again. Oh, yeah, you're you're bleeding from this traumatic wound in your side. I feel like as she falls to the ground, you just see this massive stink eye appear at Gunner. <laughs> She, yeah, she, before like before she starts to get loopy from blood loss, she yeah. looks at Gunner and gives, <laughs> makes eye contact. An instinctive shrug comes over his shoulder like, what? What did I do? <laughs> and then what she's going to do is she is going to run around the tree, around Vez, and she is going to lunge towards Gunner. And yep. Gunner, as she charges you, you can see she actually has tears streaming down her face now. And she's going to try to stab you. What do you know? That is a fifteen. Oh, what a what an interesting number that oh, uh, no. just barely hit. Well, I will say though, does do I have any kind of cut? Well, no, she's next. No, to me. you know. All right, yeah, that is. Yeah, so she's gonna stab you, and that is going to be five piercing damage to you. Whoop! Down I go. So oh, yeah, geez. wow, what a good time. <laughs> she cuts you, and she glances your neck and you start to bleed horribly as you fall to the ground. So we start the round with two downed party members. <laughs> that alpha strike. The curse of the cows. So, curse Vez, of the cows. This is the second time in this in-game day this has happened. Why don't you roll me a death saving throw? Oh god. Um... Rip, that was a four. That is one failed death save. Let's hope you don't get to three. Yeah, might want to start rolling a new character. I liked her, but she's not really going to get a lot of use if she keeps dropping. Guess not. So, Aegon, it is your turn. This girl monster thing just lunges and takes out two of your friends, screaming the whole time, and they just go down bleeding from these these mortal wounds. So what are you going to do? Uh, so Aegon is going to first kneel down to Gunner and kind of press his hand against him and cast Cure Wounds on him. So he, he starts chanting to his patron to heal Gunner's wounds and they'll magically seal shut. All right, a beautiful shimmering celestial light kind of glimmers around Gunner. So how many hit points is uh, Cure Wounds going to heal him? He is going to be healed for three plus my ability modifier, which is three. So six total. All right. So Gunner 
he literally closes that wound in your jugular and it's still sore and it's still trickling a little bit of blood, but he managed to save the artery. Oh, thank you. And then uh, as a bonus action, I'm going to chant a little bit longer and use my healing light ability uh, from my patron to heal Vez a little bit for 1d6 as a bonus action. And you haven't used this yet today, have you? I've used it once, but I get two. Okay, spectacular. It's kind of hard when we go so long yeah. between sessions <laughs> in a single like in-game day. Yeah, uh, and Vez will also heal six. Yay. Right, so Vez, that gets rid of your failed death save and closes the wound in your side. Again, still sore. It's probably going to bruise up really bad after the fight, but you're alive. I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and after that, Aegon is kind of going to back up a couple steps to see if he can get a better sight picture on the woman. All right, so you back away. So then we are on to Theo. Okay, seeing his, his friends go down again. Well, real quick, should I? Well, I'm going to ask this. The the thing in front of me, is it still a creature or is it morphing into anything else or is it still looking humanoid? Yeah, it looks like a humanoid. It just has the the veins are black and like pressing from underneath and its skin starting to blister and steam. Okay, then Theo, seeing his friends go down so quickly and how frightening this thing is, he's going to grapple. Well, actually not grapple, sorry. Tuo is going to jump up in the air uh, just out of instinct and try to attack this thing. He's going to roll for a bite. That's plus three. Oh no, it's a natural one. Nope, your Tuo runs forward and just when your dog's about to bite her, she swings and smacks him hard out of the air and he goes spinning with a yelp. Okay, well now Theo's pissed. <laughs> Kill him. Kill him. <laughs> Kill it. I don't care. Uh, Theo is very upset, but he's now going to bonus action rage. His cool blue eyes are going to turn a very bright purple pink with all the blood rushing into him and then swing at this creature with his axe. That is a 18 to hit. That will hit. Okay. <laughs> Was a little worried. Yeah. <laughs> that is a D12 plus four. That's 11 plus 4, 15 damage, slicing <gasps> lethal. Ooh. Oh, fuck. Oh, my gosh. So you swing, and you catch her right in the side with your axe, and it sinks in. But it doesn't. The weird thing is, it sinks in, but it seems to stop as if it was hitting something that was resisting it. And instead <sighs> of, and, like, blood pours out, but also this black liquid leaks it's not mixed with the blood it's like immiscible and she screams in pain and rage that's his turn all right gunner gunner gaining his wind back in his stomach that's an expression i'm gonna say that again (laughs) (laughs) you know what no i'm gonna leave it you know what leave it all in i don't care i I don't care he gets his wind in the stomach Mm, yummy and he's going to stand up, pull his short sword out, and he's going to try and slash right across her face. Bam. And I think he stands up too quick, and he, his vision kind of goes, ah, because that was a seven to hit. Yeah, that's going to miss. See stars. Oh, oh gosh. 
but Gunner is going to say, Jasper, if I know someone can kill the thing, it's you. So be inspired. <laughs> <laughs> he literally just says be inspired and it floods you with inspiration, a oh bardic inspiration. So Nate, you have a bardic inspiration. Okay, and that's my turn. Right, Jasper, it is your turn. Your friend Theo just got a nice deep cut. She's still standing though, and you can already see the wound starting to close up as he pulls his ax out. So you've got to act quick if you're gonna do something, man. Jasper just turns with a big smile and says, thank you. (laughs) And his eyes just grow a deep black, he steps back. And from there, he summons three orbs with these hideous looking singular eyes from them, from his finger and shoots them at the creature, casting magic missile. Ooh, so your magic missile manifests as these creepy eyes that you shoot at her. Yes. I like it. And magic missile basically fires three different bolts that I can target three different people or the same target. Each one does 1d4 plus one damage and they auto hit as long as I can see the target. Okay, well you can definitely see her. Yes, that will be nine damage. All right, so these things pow, 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 blast into her and she stumbles back and she's bleeding from these wounds that you just inflicted on her and they don't seem to be healing up this time. And she stumbles back because you have reduced her to zero hit points. So she stumbles backwards and she looks up, makes eye contact with Vez and manages to croak out Run! Before she starts to glow orange from inside and explodes into a fireball. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Crap. Oh, God. Everybody within 10 feet of her needs to give me a dexterity saving throw. No. Man, I like being yeah. caster love. <laughs> yeah, I like being a caster. <laughs> yeah, caster love, baby. Caster love. Oh, that was actually gosh. pretty good. Oh, no. Uh, this is going to be really bad. I remember Fireball Auto kills party members, right? Uh, I was right? going to say... Uh, no, not a Fireball spell. Don't worry. <laughs> I was going to say full health, Daniel, would be auto-dead, practically. Uh, when I say Fireball, it does not automatically mean the spell. You still have an inspiration, too, Nate, so you can use that to help. Nate's not within 10 feet. Nate's not oh, within not. 10 feet. Just yeah. He says he stepped back a bit to mm-hmm. cast that. Yeah. It's better to cast the auto-hit spell and would deal so, more yeah, damage. That's, that's Vez... Theo, Gunner, and Tuo. All right. I got a fifth, or I got a 13. Got 23. Tuo got a natural 20. Nice. And then I got a 12. Okay, well, you all succeed. So that's lucky, because you're going to take half damage, and that would have been 14 fire damage at full. Jesus Christ but it gets knocked down to seven for all of you. Well, rip, and I'm down again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, pause for a second. You know you could have auto-killed a couple of us, right? I'm well aware of that, yeah. Interesting, okay, well. Oh, gosh. He did. I, um, I toned this down. <laughs> this is gosh. a homebrew creature based off of a much stronger creature in the Monster Manual that is also a CR one half. Oh, boy. Interesting. Yeah, there's uh, a CR one-half creature that can deal 46 damage when it dies. Ah. That's not this one. This is different because I changed it a lot, but it's a thing. Interesting. So you should be happy that I changed it. 
On average, uh, we yeah. only deal 14 damage. I, I am down, but not dead, so that's good. Yeah, so the fireball goes off and knocks back Vez and Gunner, just singeing you guys horribly and sending you to the ground. You guys are going to take forever to recover from this. Wait, so time out. Uh, so it's seven damage, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, for Fio and, and Tuo, um, Fio actually has something special about him. Being a fire genasi, he has fire resistance, so he actually can half that again, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so then he takes three. Okay. So Fio just, it doesn't even phase him, and then Tuo takes a decent chunk of damage, but your dog manages to avoid most of the blast. Tuo, are you okay, boy? Yeah, your, your dog uh, looks up and it, it whimpers a little bit as it kind of rolls. It stop drops and rolls like you taught it to. And uh, <laughs> it puts out the fire on its fur and then trots on over to you. Good boy, good boy. Gunner, are you? Gunner! So we're going to jump straight to Vez now. So, <laughs> Vez, you need to give me another death saving throw. Mm. That one was a 15, so much okay, so better. That's- one success for you. So then, Aegon, what are you going to do in response to this uh, situation? Uh, Aegon's going to run forward, and he's going to first shout to Theo, I'll take care of Gunner. You you help Vez out. Uh, and he'll kneel down and attempt a medicine check to stabilize Gunner. Okay. And that is an eight. Okay, so you get down and you're you're like, wow, these burns are more severe than anything you've ever seen before. You don't know if you can do anything for it. So you're just frantically searching to find the, the worst area that maybe you can do something for. And then we're on to Fia. Fia's going to look back at Aegon and goes, um, okay, okay. And he's going to run over, just his instincts kicking in. He's going to kneel down next to Vez. Tua's going to come over. He's going to kind of dance around trying to think of something to do. But he really, <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, your dog's freaking out. He doesn't know what to do because I've not given him any directions. He's just kind of sitting there wanting to do something. He keeps trying to like get up and like cuddle next to Vez to like comfort her, but then you keep shooting Aww. her away because he's getting into like the burns. Not now. Not now, Tua. Ochi. Ochi. And he's going to attempt to do the same. He's going to try to stabilize Vez, seeing that she's coughing up stuff already and severely burned. He's going to try his best from what he remembers back home. That is a nine. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, you're just as incompetent with healing as Aegon is. No, I'm kidding. You're not inco- incompetent. You're just you're having a lot of issue trying to find the worst area because like, there is a lot of burns across her. This has a lot of problems going on right now, so... Been stabbed, burned... <laughs> Concussed. <laughs> Concussed. <laughs> is this is her first day in Brimpton. Uh, <laughs> she didn't have very good luck when she's hanging out with you all, is pretty much what no. I've gathered, but we'll see what happens. Uh, right. is extra nervous about everything because he's trying to come down from his rage. He doesn't understand what he did. He doesn't quite remember exactly what happened either. He's just all in flustered. He's like, did I cast that fireball? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Gunner, it's time for a death save from you. Uh, that's a 16. Okay, that's so... one success for you. Yep, got it down. One step closer to the edge. And you're about to break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Everything you say to me. Okay, so Jasper. <laughs> no, I can't, can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's your turn, Jasper. What are you going to do? Your allies are not doing too good, like stabilizing your friends. Jasper will assume that probably Theo would need, you know, Vez would need the most help since Aegon's probably better at picking people up off the ground. So he'll walk <laughs> over to Vez, reaches down to attempt to patch the wounds. Patch the wounds, soothe the burn. He's a little clumsy, so this will be fun. That's a 12. 12, that hits the DC 10 medicine check you need to make. So you are able to stabilize Vez. You pull out some like healing gel that you have with you and you start like applying it to some of the worst areas and you're chanting a, a small magical spell to kind of like soothe her pain. He just looks up at Theo and is like, listen, when you sit there and treat burns, you gotta be a little more careful. You can't just be forceful at this situation. As he's just like peeling back some dead skin and stuff like that. And <laughs> oh my god. Doing other things to try and basically bandage her up. And then this is when Janelle gets freakishly mad because that's probably not what you're supposed to do. <laughs> well, I mean, when you have like burn patients, you have to debride the wounds. No, so this, they is, don't the, this get... is the Renaissance era. Just pour a bunch of maggots on her. Yeah. Ew. But we have magic, so. Magical magic. Magic. We'll do ew. Uh, like magic magical maggots. aloe vera or something. Right <laughs> yeah, that's like this, this gel he's using is probably some sort of aloe vera plant. Gunner sits up for a second. I just need Neosporin. <laughs> Please. Neosporin. <laughs> and then he falls back down. We're not sponsored guy. by Neosporin. Other pain creams are <laughs> available. Neosporin if you want to sponsor us. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So then we're on to Vez. Vez, you... Well, you're stable. I'm stable, now. so I'm just still hanging out. You're still unconscious, out. but you're not in danger of dying anytime soon. And we're back to Aegon, who is kneeling next to Gunner. Yeah, and he's going to continue his medicine checks to try and stabilize him. He's looking all over. Hey, and that's a 20 on the die. All right, Ooh. so you just, like, you're starting to lose him, and you just, you channel this celestial energy and you stabilize him and his vitals just go good. He's good. Doctor, he's gonna live. Within normal limits, we're doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's too late. We just put a blanket over him. Like, it's too late, guys. <laughs> he's like, I'm not dead yet. The cows have looked at you. They've deemed it necessary. I'm not that oh, no. cold, please. No. Yeah, you, you guys look up and all the cows that were nearby are all gone. Like, they, they fled immediately. Which, honestly, is kind of a, an expected response, but, you know, since you were far enough away, you'd think they'd stick around, but no, they are they are gone, gone. And actually, now that you have some time to kind of stop and think, you realize there are no birds, no, there's not even any insects. Like, literally everything living is gone right now. Tuo doing okay? Well, yeah, he was freaking out really bad during the fight, but he's he's back to normal now. I just meant, is he affected by anything that's scared away everything else? Or is it just sort of, he's enraptured in the moment? No, like, he looks perfectly normal now. The only thing that remains of your fight is the scorch marks on the ground and a corpse charred beyond recognition. Y'all may want to do something with that. I mean, I can't suggest anything because I'm unconscious, but like, just saying. <laughs> Table talk, Janelle. Gosh. I just heard you. I thought you said, she's gonna talk. Like, grab the corpse and be like, who sent you? 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I said tabletop. This is why we just need you're a like, necromancer. You're like sh you shake the corpse and it just disintegrates. She got away! <laughs> Dang! Every time. We just need a necromancer. That's how our party's gonna roll. We'll just kill everyone, bring them back, and then interrogate them. Uh, One grunts for yes, two grunts for no. Oh, Jesus. What's three grunts? Rub I don't my know. Tummy. Continuing on, Theo looks up to Aragon. I, I think she's good. Um, what what happened? Did did she explode or? And he's like kind of looking at himself a little bit for some reason, and he's just kind of really curious. He's really confused about what just happened. Yes, I, I'm pretty sure that it was the, the girl that exploded when she was killed. Oh, okay, good, good. I mean, awful, ah, sad. <laughs> um, but Gunner, them, okay. We gotta do something. I'm gonna get a shovel or something, and he runs to the hut. <laughs> he, he runs to the hut, um, which is, I guess, back the way. Take care of them, Jasper! Tuo! Vera! Vera! Telling Tua to stay. Tua look, is look, looking around. They're kind of on guard right now. They're on edge. Okay, so, Theo, you run back to the hut, and you do see there is a, a shovel leaning outside. But as you get closer, the door swings open, and Rebecca runs out, and she says, What was that noise? I heard uh, something. So, something awful. Uh, we were attacked. My friends, they're hurt. I need a shovel. And probably like, like bandages, bandages. Yes. Give, give, give me a second. And she, she runs back inside, um, and she comes out carrying a bundle of bandages in her arms. Okay. Let's go. Let's I'll go. Get the let's shovel. Hurry. Hurry. I, I'll hurry. get the shovel. <laughs> he grabs the shovel. And <laughs> what? What head. do you need the shovel for? You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and she runs back with you. Um, while you're doing that, we have uh, Jasper and Aegon with uh, unconscious Gunner and Vez. What's going on over there? I think Aegon wants to go take a closer look at the at the corpse to see if he can ascertain anything from it. Okay, so you're looking at the burned corpse, and those black veins I was describing almost seem like they were untouched by the explosion. In fact, when you get closer, they almost seem like they're made out of metal. Huh. And when she exploded, it looks like she heated up from, like, the middle of her chest. And her ribs are, like, splayed outward from where the fire burst from. So, like, she exploded from inside. Could I walk up and do an arcana check on her? Yeah. Okay. Um, you can make this roll with advantage, Nate. Okay. First roll was really good already. That's a 20. Okay, well, you get closer and you're looking at these metal like veins and you realize even though she's still a flesh and blood human the way these things were threaded through her body is very similar to how you were constructed as an artificial being so whoever did this basically turned her into kind of this half construct thing it's a that sister. exploded when it died <laughs> yes it was your sister all along <coughs> well no, no more Soft. comments from the peanut gallery hey Oh, poor sis. So he just picks up the arm and examines the body just very methodically and just considers all the options that something could happen and just starts waiting in what's been going around in town and stuff like that. He just turns with a very grave expression to, uh, to Aegon and just says, 
someone is transmuting metal into these beings. And if it can be hidden like this and forcibly control people, we don't know how many people in the town could be like this, whether there's one or many. You seem to know a little bit about this. Who, who could possibly be doing such a thing? To be honest, I don't remember many things. I only remember me. For most of my life, no one else like me. Very rarely have I seen others. But I've never seen something like this before. This is unnatural, even by my standards. Would Asper actually know anything else about this? In no, general? Like, it's not necessarily that she's the same make and model as you. It's just like it's a similar process. All I can say is we should tread more carefully and maybe question more people we talk to. And something to, to note when you're kind of examining the body, Jasper, you're, maybe Aegon would be better at recognizing this because Jasper is kind of emotionally unavailable. But I think uh, Aegon would realize that she was probably not doing this on her own free will, mm. considering how terrified she looked even though she was going through the motions. All right. Yeah, and I think with that in mind, Aegon will say a little prayer for her and maybe move... Well, no, he's not going to touch the body right yet. Yeah. You say a prayer, you perform some basic rites, you put the coins on her, burned out eye sockets and everything. And just as you're doing that, Theo comes running by with uh, with Rebecca. Rebecca can't <sighs> see the body yet, but she's running with the bandages. <sighs> I'm back! I got Rebecca... Um. Uh, I have bandages. I have some Neosporin, too, that I brought just in case. (laughs) (laughs) Gunner's unconscious face just, like, smiles like, oh, home. (laughs) Sorry, I kicked him while I was moving around. He seems to be having random refluxes while unconscious (laughs) at certain words. He frowns again. (laughs) Here, Rebecca, my friends. And then Theo uh, guides her over to Vez and Gunner. Okay, and she runs over and she begins to bandage them. She's so focused on helping them out that she actually seems like she is not noticing the burned body. She's like, how did, how did they get burned so bad? As she's bandaging them up, she uh, pauses for a second and you see her kind of give a suspicious look back at Aegon <laughs> before she goes back to bandaging them up and she's doing it a little slower methodically now. Jasper will just turn to Aegon and just basically say, well... Help me carry the body. We should take it with us in order to examine it further. Body? And she turns and whirls at you. And then she looks at Theo. You talking about me? No, no, no. There was an accident. Oh, my God. No, I swear. It's the... You were evil all along. No, I'm like the nicest guy I know. Jasper just turns and smiles and says... If we wanted you dead, we would have just done it at the house. Oh, no, it is someone else, obviously. As he picks up the carcass and just holds it over his shoulders. Oh, I guess we're not burying it then. Yeah, she she just, she screams when she sees the body. Rebecca, calm down. It's okay. Don't look away. <laughs> it can't harm us anymore. Theo's going to um, pick up Gunner once she uh, if, if she finishes the bandages or if he seems okay. He wants to get them back as soon as possible. Yeah, good, yeah, she's she's good. She finishes up Gunner. She moves on to Vez. 
She looks really unsure about coming here now, now that she sees you guys have a body that's burned to a crisp. <laughs> but she finishes up bandaging them and then says, oh, okay, I'm, I guess I'm just going to go ho- home now. Um, can I have my shovel back? Uh, y- yes, here, here, here. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you so much for your bandages. Um, sorry for the inconvenience. Um, still working on the husband thing. Promise. <laughs> 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 nice. AJ from the Midwest? I'm not sure. Very smooth. <laughs> Very smooth. Jasper she just... uh, kind of walks back to her house, but she keeps looking back at you guys until uh, until she manages to get back into her home. Jasper just gives a big smile and a friendly wave as she leaves. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so All bad. I imagine is a super creepy smile every time. <laughs> <laughs> like it's like if if Iron Man's suit had like a smiley face on it. That's what I'm imagining. It's not that bad. He can mimic almost all motor skills in the mouth, so it's actually pretty perfect. The only thing though is sometimes he doesn't get the eyes quite right, so he won't ever like emulate the eyes being squinted at times and other things depending on the situation. Yeah. Wide-eyed giant smile. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Alright, so stop. You guys pack up your friends and you make your way back into town. As you make your way back through the gates, you see the, the guardsmen up ahead. Good old good old Steven and Richard. And as you get there, Richard steps forward and says, Alright, right, that's close enough. I don't recognize you and you don't look like traitors to me. What brings you to the living nightmare? Oh, oh, it's you guys. Oh. Richard, Stephen, we need help. Oh, my God. And Stephen's running forward. He's like, oh, my gosh. What what happened? Well, oh, they're we covered gotta... in burns. Yeah, I, uh, I just... If he was stumbling over his words, and he looks to Jasper and Aragon. We had a little bit of an incident while we were looking for Farmer Rolf. And then he kind of motions to the body that they've been dragging with. Oh, that's bad. That's bad. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Oh, oh no. I think I'm going to be... Oh, my God. I'm going to be sick. Look at those burns. Oh, my God. You peeled her skin off. (laughs) Just to be clear, Jasper covered the body basically with a cloak that he was wearing and is carrying it kind of like around his back, like a little bit of a backpack and saying, yeah, your piss cloak. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Tuo, for ruining (laughs) the cloak. Hey, I mean, it's what you're supposed to do when you get stung by jellyfish, so. Yeah, Yeah, same thing. So you put the the piss cloak on the burnt body. That is fake. Don't pee on your friends if they get stung by jellyfish. So uh, what is the cat going to scare away the dog? I'm still waiting for that moment for the cat to win. (laughs) I don't think so. This thing's an elk out. Um, No, the cat is actually gone. It disappeared during the fight like all the other wildlife. The cat was the final boss. The only reason Tuo stayed is because he is super loyal to Fio. Great. He's a good puppy. What's going to scare this dog away? <gasps> How dare you? Yeah, so so Aegon will kind of ask the guard Richardson, uh, Richard and Steven. Do you think there you, you have somewhere we can lay our friends down here so they can rest? Um well yeah, I guess we get we could just take him to the inn. You know, uh, do you have do you have a room yet or um no, and Feud charges off. <laughs> uh, 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 oh, okay, well. <laughs> no, God. <laughs> best best of luck to, to you. Uh, uh, oh God, I don't know what to. I don't know what to do. Jasper just sighs really 
quietly. Ah, oh, he'll find us eventually. Could you take us to the inn, please? Um, yeah, here. I'll, I'm a little bit stronger than you. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take the girl here. <laughs> Steven, can you hold down the, the fort for a bit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can, I can do that. Yeah. Just hurry, hurry up. Get them some help. You go, guys. And he gives uh, Aegon a, a pat on the back, like a go get him. All right, I'll hand her the... Is it Vez or the dead girl that he wants to basically it's Ve- pick up? It's Oh. The other dead girl. Ha. Dying. I am stable. <laughs> Say, not, not, not <laughs> No, dying. we're all dying. Yeah, thank you. Okay, so... Uh, Richard the guard takes you guys to the end. He helps uh, carry Vez. You guys are going to have to pay for rooms. I'll just cover all the cost. So Theo got there oh, first and realized he didn't have any money, and he's trying to argue that he needs help <laughs> for his friend the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the, the dwarven proprietor is uh, like, uh, no, no, that that won't work. You have to have, you have to pay me first. I can't. No, just, my I friends, just... they're they're coming. I I my friend, look at his arm. And what? what? Like Too much personal information. He's he's like um he's okay now, but he's I need a he's just look <sighs> look I I'm not a hospital. Please. And so as you were arguing, uh, Jasper just comes up and slams the money on the table. So it's a modest inn. So it's actually five silver pieces per night. For all of us? For each. Oh, I see. He just goes up and looks and says, Hey, Agon, how many rooms do we need? Well, I, I, th- I think that we could double up or something. That wouldn't be too bad. So are you looking for uh, just two rooms? Three? Uh, that's It's five silver per room. Um, oh, my gods. <laughs> right, just can we go now? There's, oh there's my the goodness! Money. Yes, take 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 them, take them up. I'll put one gold and five silver down just to buy us three rooms. Okay, and he takes it and he says, uh, "What is there? Is there anything else I can do? I can uh, send a messenger boy to uh, get a healer if that would help." Yes, <laughs> he yells from the stairwell. I am good. <laughs> I think we can handle this for now. Oh, oh. Okay, yes, uh, rip us. Given enough time, I, I can take care of everything. Oh, okay, okay. Dun, dun, good. Neosporin. So, <laughs> you got you guys get up you guys get up top, you guys are rubbing Neosporin on your allies, getting them all <laughs> stabilized. Economy size Neosporin jug. Mm, home. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jug. Yeah, brought a family pack. <laughs> oh my god. So Daniel, uh, you and Janelle both need to give me a d4 each to determine how many hours you're going to be out before you regain a hit point and kind of wake up from your injuries. Two. Four. <laughs> well, and as long, if no one heals me till mm-hmm. then. But that's four. such a gunner thing, though. <laughs> four hours. <laughs> it only takes three, but he's milking the last one because he's uh-huh. like really tired. He's like, mm-hmm. I still want to move. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys rest and... Vez wakes up after a few hours, kind of groggy, kind of quiet. You guys kind of soothe her, change her bandages. Gunner takes a little bit longer, but like he eventually comes to, and it is about dinner time when you guys have your friends sitting in their beds awake and aware enough to talk. Gunner, are you okay? Uh, what? Uh, 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 oh, oh, my head, my head, oh, my head. Mm-hmm. Here, I'll get you another pillow. And he charges out of the room, goes into just some random room, grabs another pillow, comes back. 
Oh, here, thank here, you here. so much. I oh. thought I thought you got super hurt, which you I mean you did, but you're okay now? Mm-hmm. I, 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 I think so. I I feel oh I don't feel so good, but I uh I, I, I don't think I am going to die. Do you? Oh good. Oh good. Oh. In fact I, I, I think uh maybe just uh, one good sleep should probably get me back in good fighting shape, although I may have a few bruises. <laughs> uh, and, more more and, than a few. Oh, my and ribs. And burn scars all over your arm there. Don't touch that. Oh, it's fine. Did you, uh, did you do good today? Yeah, uh, Aragon, we, uh, we have the, is the, is the body in the room with us? <laughs> we just hanging on to that? Jasper still basically just probably threw it in a corner, like oh, on the God. side. I don't. <laughs> and it's probably just sitting upright, honestly. I think this is in uh, in Vez's room. Um, Jasper is just sitting there motionless, watching Vez sleep until she wakes up, and the burned body is just tossed into the corner. It's oh kind of starting to smell. So irreverent. <laughs> oh jeez. Who else but Jasper? <laughs> uh. Yeah, we we. Everybody's okay now. Uh, Vez is in the other room. Uh, Aegon really helped. Uh, Rebecca came. Um, we got you back to the inn. Um, oh, great. That's Val- about it. I think you did a great job today. I, w- I, w- I wanted you to know that. Cool. Thank you. And then he slaps it across the face. <laughs> and I think Gunnar goes back unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> slaps him so hard he falls asleep. When you wake up, I'm going to tell you how mad I am at you. So what's going on in Vez's room, then? It's just uh, Vez and Jasper. I presume Aegon's kind of running errands between the rooms and, like, going mm-hmm. into the town to get more supplies as yeah. needed. Um, Jasper, are you just going to sit there and do, I guess, I guess it's my turn to have you in my room. Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you find anything else out about the girl? She has integrated metal with similar ways that is created like me. It seems to be woven throughout her body. And he just picks up, like, probably in a very gross way, just (laughs) a piece of her arm and just shows her. Just grabs her arm and, like, says, yeah, look at these, look at these iron wires in her, in her muscles. Oh, God. Yes, and probably, like, honestly, a way that if Vez is not used to something grotesque, probably gets a little uncomfortable. And then he probably jerks on it a little bit to show <laughs> that it's not normal, in a sense. <laughs> See? See? <laughs> yeah. She kind of <laughs> makes, like, a face that definitely is, like, this is gross, but tries to, like... Basically, she's trying to shove the emotion down and pull the logic up right in this moment, <laughs> which is a strategy that she's kind of mastered over some time he looks and says i'm sorry i guess that one was a little too much and he politely sets the body's arm back down and says i don't know if this is done after the person's born or very young in their life if people are being kidnapped and what she says is true this means we have a serious problem in this town I would agree with that, and I'm gonna guess, since what she was saying, I mean, it, (laughs) I don't, I think the reason she might be 
dead maybe because she gave us a little bit of a hint or maybe she was just supposed to be stalking us and then it somehow got out i don't know but i think you're right i don't think this is happening to children when they're young i think they're stealing people and somehow putting this in them and then during whatever process that takes they forget and that would be the couple of days then that they just don't remember anymore which means that ralph is probably in a lot of trouble right now I agree with everything you are saying, honestly. I agree that this situation is very dire. And to be honest, maybe inquiring some of the people who have gone missing might be advisable to help understand the people in this town that may have ulterior motives against us. Whether they are only activated when attacked, since I technically went after her a little bit, or if it controls and alters the way they'd like to think and what they go after. Yeah, I think that's, that is a good first step then, is to try to gather a list of people who've gone missing and shown back up. We can procure them for information, maybe. Mm-hmm. Now that you are better, I will go back to examining the body. So as you move to do that, we're going to cut back to Aegon. Aegon's coming back to the inn. He went and got some supplies, some more Neosporin. Gunner demands more. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to get that sponsorship one way or another. Something. <laughs> and uh, he he comes in and uh, a voice uh, calls him from a nearby table. Oh, uh, hello. I, I heard there was a, a burn victim. Um, and you turn and you see uh, Mr. Smills, uh, the lawyer, sitting at a nearby table. He says, Aegon, uh, do, uh, do you have a moment? I suppose that Gunner can wait for a little bit. Yes. Um, yes, uh, you see, as a... Uh, and, uh, so you, you uh, come over and you sit down at the table with him real quick. And he says, uh, You see, uh, Aegon, as a, as a lawyer, I am uh, very well equipped to take your case if this was uh, an act of uh, misuse of magic. You see, um, there, there's been several explosions like this. Uh, small ones very localized uh there's one in the west district and uh one one down north and uh sadly there were well i, I shouldn't say sadly but there were no victims of those situations <laughs> so i haven't had anybody to represent and now i have uh, possible proof to uh to take to court you see um are you familiar with uh, lady hecate uh our marchioness we're, we're actually in town to meet her Oh, well, very, very good. Uh, you see, she uh, she has an apprentice who uh, I highly doubt his magical skill, but I am very much of the mind that he is the one responsible for these explosions. You know, typical misuse of magic. And uh, if you'd be willing, I would, I would like to represent your friends in court and possibly get to the bottom of this and bring him to justice. Uh, and Aegon thinks for a bit, and since he's such a trusting guy, I think he would say, Well, thank you very much. I, I, I'll invite you upstairs into, uh, to talk to my friends and maybe examine the, the body of the one that did this. Oh, you have a, you have a body. Of course. Oh, po- vic- a victim then. Yes, probably. Very well, I'll be... Very interested to see this. 
Oh, give, give me a second. And he um, throws on his uh, his coat and uh, shoves his meal aside, which you see was a donut. For some reason, he was eating a donut at dinner time. And he says, <laughs> uh, "Okay, come on, let's let's go." Uh, who who will we be seeing? Your uh, which one of your your friends was it? What what do you mean? Which one? Well, that one of your, one of your friends was was killed, correct? Oh no, it was some some girl that had been following us around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well then, <laughs> it sounds bad. But if you'd like to come see Gunner first, uh, feel free. I, I will have to ask you if you're going to touch him. You've got to coat your hands in Neosporin no, first. No, no, it's it's no, it's it's, it's okay. <laughs> I actually, I uh, I actually have other cases that are more pressing right now that I will oh, uh, I will take care of. Of course. Um, well, if you ever get time, come by and and we'll try to we'll try to get you in there. Um, yes, let me, let me know when somebody important dies, and I can represent you. That no, fairly well. And he, uh, he, he, he walks out. Aegon will just shrug his shoulders and go back upstairs. <laughs> so you guys spend the next few hours just kind of caring for your friends, and it kind of fades to night, and you guys all get to finish a long rest. Ooh. Ooh. Thank and goodness. You guys hit a milestone. <gasps> we did. So you get to level up to level two. <gasps> yes! yes! It only took two bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess three. Oh my mm. gosh. Took two unconscious teammates and one of them twice. Three times. <laughs> oh, three. I Sorry. Threw down three times. <laughs> is, that with, is that within 24 hours? Yep. You're like a saying, every time you die, you get stronger, and now you've leveled up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music and ambience in this episode is from Sirenscape. Enhance your gaming table at sirenscape.com. The songs Salt Marsh and Waterkeep are from Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0. Creativecommons.org slash licenses slash by dash nc dash nd slash 4.0.